On today's Locked on Giants podcast, we're taking a look at North Carolina quarterback Drake May. That's coming your way next. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of the Locked On Giants podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use promo code locked on NFL in all lowercase letters to get a first deposit match up to $100. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team. Every day, my name is Patricia Trainer, credentialed member of the New York Giants media for Locked On and, of course, for Giants Country over at Fan Nation. And I want to send a special welcome to my Blue Crew community members, my everydayers, my newcomers, and everybody in between. You're all appreciated and loved. Thank you so much for making a Locked On Giants podcast your first listen of the day, or if you watch on YouTube, your first watch of the day. And we are continuing our look at the top college quarterback prospects in the 2024 draft. And a lot of you have asked me, what about Drake May? When are you going to do the show on Drake May? Well, ask no more because Isaac Shade, uh, Locked on Tar Heels, is here. He's going to tell us everything we need to know and then some about <laughs> Drake May. Isaac, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome on into the Locked on Giants podcast. Thank you. My pleasure to be here. Love talking some Drake May. All right. Well, there's a lot of things people want to know about Drake May. And Isaac, let's start off, if we could, with, a, you know, your evaluation of Drake May. You know, we've seen the scouting reports, but it's always good to get, you know, some insight on somebody, you know, that we can reach out to and ask specifics. So let's get yours. For sure. What's, what's so funny is North Carolina has gone through this stretch at quarterback where prior to Drake May, they had Sam Howell, who was widely regarded as like, this is the quarterback savior for the Tar Heels of all time. And in just two short years, Drake May has blown past that. And so that's just the, the biggest thing right out of the gate is Drake May is a guy that you want on your team and in your locker room, zero off-field problems, lots of on-field problems for opponents. And so just at the big picture general level, he is a prototypical NFL quarterback. I mean, that's that's just what we need to know. You know, there's no questions about, oh, man, is he going to be able to see over the line? No, he's 6'4". Is he going to be hefty enough to hold up to NFL hits? No, he's 230. You know, like he's got all the prototypical stuff that I'm looking for. The arm can can move like the modern NFL quarterback needs to do. And so from from that kind of standpoint, I have zero questions or reservations about Drake May. For those who aren't familiar with the type of offense that North Carolina runs, can you just tell us a little bit about it and how, you know, where Drake's strengths are and where he still maybe needs a little bit more refinement? 100%. So the, the funny thing for Drake May is we just talked about Sam Howell after he left two seasons ago, Drake May and Jacoby Criswell, who ended up transferring to Arkansas, uh, went into fall camp. No one knows who's going to be QB1 coming out for the 2022 season. And then literally game week, Mac Brown says, all right, Drake May is our guy. 
and nobody knows what to expect. And then right out of the gate, it's clear that this is the dude to do it. So for North Carolina's offense, um, Drake May has actually now played under two different offensive coordinators, interestingly enough. Um, but both of them are just kind of air it out. Let's go up tempo. Where's all my receivers at tight ends? You know, like we're just going. Um, and thankfully for Drake May, he has the arm to be able to deliver that, whether it's the deep ball, whether it's something just uh, quick outs or things across the middle, whatever it is, Drake May is going to be able to deliver that. And so North Carolina's offense is fun. It's up tempo. It's electric. But the nice thing is, is that Drake May also has the wherewithal and the capability to be able to pick up what, what he needs to with his legs. And so um, has all that. And so this offense is a lot of fun for folks to watch. Now, in terms of some things to, to work on, Patricia, you asked about that. Um, I would say that he has good to great, but not elite accuracy all over the field. Um, you will see him miss a throw here or there to the outside. I, I, for my eyeballs, for the numbers and things better between the numbers than outside them typically. Um, and some of that to be fair is on him. Some of it's on college receivers, not catching the ball, right? Cause they're not NFL level guys. Um, the other thing that I would most want to see him clean up a little bit um, going forward is some of his footwork um, just with, with pocket presence. I mean, he has good pocket presence, but just with the techniques and some of that now, Part of that is that Drake May is only 21 years old. You look at somebody like Jaden Daniels, who's kind of being compared up there is who's quarterback one, two, and three, along with Caleb Williams. Jaden Daniels is 23. And so with Drake May, you, you've got all these tools that you feel really good about, but there is some level of projection that you have to do of who's he going to be in a year or two. How has he been, I, I, and I don't know if North Carolina asked a lot of this of the quarterback, but how has he been in terms of zone reads and RPOs? Very good. Um, because of his ability to pick uh, pick up yardage with his feet, um, uh, his his processing, Patricia, I would say, is that he can diagnose things quickly and process at a really good rate. Um, he comes from a, a family of athletes. His father, before him, was the quarterback at North Carolina. His brother, Luke, was a national champion basketball player at North Carolina. His other brother, Cole, was a national champion baseball player at Florida. So these are guys that have lived sports their entire lives. And so he's just like a student of the game, but there's also this innate ability. And so it's a good combination of like just raw football understanding, but also having been around it and studied it his whole life. So he's just able to quickly diagnose these things, when to pull, when to throw, which read to make. And, you know, nobody's going to get it right 100% of the time, sure. But 95% of the time, I'm feeling comfortable with the, the RPO decisions that he's making. What about improvising when things break down? <laughs> Uh, he likes to refer to himself as a backyard football player. It, it's pretty funny. So before I'll say that, let me say that he does the things that you need him to do. He does what Mas Mac Brown asks of him. But, um, and so he plays within the system, but he has a good ability to pick up when he needs to do those things that you're asking about. My favorite moment that happened this year, he got this past season, I should say, is he got flushed out to the left. He's a right-handed quarterback, has two defenders draped on him. One is literally pulling his right arm down so that he can't throw the ball. So as that's happening, switches it to his left hand and throws a left-handed touchdown, Patricia, from like the five. Like, it's just... 
Mahomesian in some ways. I, I hear me not compare him to Patrick, but it's like that ability to just make something out of nothing when he needs to. And more often than not, in that moment, it's also the right decision, right? Like he's not doing that in a way that's going to hurt his team. You look at the core fundamental, or I'm sorry, the core qualities of a quarterback. You have play strength. You mentioned the processing, you know, the accuracy and all that stuff. I mean, let's talk about some of these other ones. I know you talked about, you know, the accuracy issues. Um, you talked about the, the, the uh, you know, the, the processing. But what about the play strength? I mean, some guys, they go down easily. Some don't. Some guys are will stand in the pocket and take a hit. Where does Drake fall into the, the equation? Uh, Drake falls into the equation of he needs to protect himself more. Uh, he's this guy that um, because he's got a good frame and good build, you know, at, at the NFL level, it's going to be kind of everyone. But at the college level, he's just been bigger than a lot of people. And so like trusts himself almost too much. So what, one of the big things in his first year in the 2022 season is like he wouldn't go down when he needed to because he thought it would be more important to pick up an extra two or three yards or go supermaning into the end zone or something um, and sometimes get knocked around a little bit um, because he thought that was the most important way to help his team. So something that Mac Brown has been working a lot with him on is, Drake, actually the best thing you can do to help this team because we need you is for you to know when to go down. So that's something he's been growing in. He did it better in the 2023 season. Um, to, to recognize his importance in staying on the field. But he can take a hit. Something I've appreciated about him is even when he is banged up, there is the ability to continue playing. Like it, it would take a massive injury to keep him off the field and from performing at a high level. So his body holds up to those things. And, you know, all due respect to North Carolina, their offensive line has not exactly done the most phenomenal job of protecting him. But because of Drake May's pocket presence and his ability to get out and run, uh, he's been able to stay intact and and maintain those things. In fact, two seasons ago, this is not a, an ideal thing, but it was a thing he was able to do is that Drake May was Carolina's leading rusher that season. Um, didn't have to this season because they had one of the most phenomenal running backs in the nation in Omarion Hampton. So that took some of that stress off. But Drake has that ability to to not only absorb contact, but dole it out on his own sometimes when he needs to. Hey, Giant fans, are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Well, our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class-exclusive Google built-in is your always-updating assistant to call on for almost anything. And gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. In short, the 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-side crossover for your next adventure. Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder, which has room for up to eight, an expansive cargo capacity, and advanced available 4x4 capability. With 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds towing, when adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. Take the Nissan Rogue or Nissan Pathfinder and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. When you look at Drake's 
mechanics. I mean, everybody will tell you that a rookie is going to need some refinement to sure. his mechanics, especially a quarterback. Where do you think Drake needs the most refinement in terms of his mechanics? Well, I've already talked about his feet and that was, is where I would say is the most. So let me go to something else so that I'm not just going back to that again. Uh, the other thing I would say is that when he gets on the run, a lot of times, if he's still going to deliver a throw is finding it off his back foot or something of that. And so it's like really working to figure out, okay, when I'm on the move and still need to deliver a throw because of his arm strength, which has got all the all the strength that you want in a, in a prototypical NFL quarterback, he can do it. But I think to this point, he's relied a lot on that arm strength. And so I, I'd like to see just a better base and core. Like, it, and, and I know sometimes when the defender's coming out, there's just nothing you can do and you just got to get rid of it. But when he can, I would like to see him stop, replant, reset his body, and then deliver. Let's talk a little bit about the intangibles now. What kind of teammate is he? <laughs> oh man, Drake May is what's the the phrase that comes to mind, Patricia, is humble confidence. Drake May is a North Carolina kid. He's an aw shucks kind of guy. Yes, sir, no ma'am in interviews, like almost deferential in that way. Um, almost humble to a fault, you might say. But here's what's interesting. Do not mistake that for a lack of confidence or for an inability to lead, or perhaps most importantly, don't mistake it for him not having a killer instinct to compete in everything. You know, this is, uh, I talked about his brothers. He's one of four boys and th these dudes just competed at everything, you know? And so it's like, he is a killer and he wants to win everything, but on the, he's also got this good old boy persona and that just endears people to him. People want to be around him and he wants to be around people. And so from a leadership standpoint, man, it, it's good because he's somebody that you want to be around, but he's also going to hold you, hold you and himself accountable. I love that in a quarterback, but he does it without belittling people. He does it in a way that brings guys along with him rather than fall in line behind me. And so I, I think he approaches that in a really, um, in a healthy way that if I'm a GM or a head coach, I would want in my locker room and leading my huddle. We talk about, you know, coaching, being, you know, being coachable. And there are some rookies that come in and, you know, they'll say, yeah, I'm coachable. But then they get in trouble. They get into bad habits. They revert back to maybe bad habits that they had in college. How is Drake in terms of, you know, retaining the coaching, even if, you know, the temptation is there to revert to a habit that maybe got him out of trouble in the past? One, one of the things about Drake May that I have noticed is that he has shown himself and asserted himself to be somebody that recognizes I am a phenomenal football player, but I can literally every day get better. There's people that accept it, Patricia, and then there's people that thirst for it. Drake is the latter. He is somebody that is constantly asking whether it was his previous offensive coordinator, Phil Longo, or his new coordinator this past year, Chip Lindsey. Or head coach Mac Brown saying like, what is it that I can do? How do I grow? Um, whether it's kind of sessions with Sam Howell, Carolina's previous quarterback, to say, what did you learn? How are you growing? What are you doing with the Washington commanders to get better every day? And then he's putting in the time to get better that. And some of that, I think, is just who he is. And some of that is, again, going back to his dad. He grew up with that, seeing a father who was a quarterback at the Division One level. He knows 
what it takes to get there and then to keep getting better. And so not somebody that, um, like I was just working with somebody the other day in a, in a different field where I was giving them some criticism and they were like, no, it, clearly frustrated. Drake is the opposite. I would say to Drake, you need to do better at this. And he would thank me and then go work on it. That's good to know because some people just don't take criticism very well, especially, you know, higher draft picks that, you know, figure they have all the answers when in fact 100%. they don't. He is no prima donna. I will tell you that. Well, that's good to hear for sure. I hate to ask this question because I don't think it's necessarily fair to, to the young man, but I know a lot of people like to know the answer to this. But if you had to compare Drake's game to maybe a, a current quarterback or mm. a, a recent quarterback, mm. how does he stack up? And if it, it, it can be, you know, multiple quarterbacks if, he, sure. if need be. Sure. Uh, it's funny. It, the one that I've seen the most, but I actually had, the, it was one of those where it's like, oh man, I should have been talking about that sooner is Justin Herbert, uh, the Chargers quarterback. And, um, you know, he came out of college and just kind of lit the world on fire. Um, he is, his frame is bigger than Drake Mays. I think he's six, six Drake is six, four. Um, but they, they, when you look at them, like Drake projects bigger than six, four to me. Like when I stand close to him, I'm like, Oh, you, you are bigger than six, four. I feel think about in my head. Um, but he has the ability to get, you know, you think about the chargers, you think about getting downfield, you think about Herbert, um, scampering a little bit. One of the things I love about Drake may, I think Drake may purposefully scuttles first and second down sometimes just so he can get third down conversions. Like <laughs> he just like lives for those moments. Um, and so, you know, uh, that is the person that I keep coming back to is Justin Herbert's um, ability to do those things. But I, I feel like um, the one thing where, where I would differentiate from Herbert is I think that Drake May's frame will hold up better to some of the NFL punishment. The New York market can eat a guy up alive. <laughs> and, you know, I don't have to tell you, you know, it's a very different market compared to down there in North Carolina. That is a big X factor in my mind. And I'm sure in the minds of, you know, the Giants or any New York team, the Jets or the Bills or whatever. How do you think Drake would adjust to the New York market, knowing that now the spotlight is like a hundred million times more glaring than it is maybe down where he's dealing with now? That's absolutely a great question to ask, Patricia. My my read on it is that he's somebody adaptable enough, even though he's got that aw shucks down home Southern boy kind of thing that we were talking about earlier. He, he can read people well enough where he just what's the word I'm looking for? Like ingratiates himself to whatever scenario he's in. He's the kind of person that can fit Like, I feel like he would fit in down in Miami or up in New York or, you know, in Seattle or Houston, like wherever it is he goes, he's going to like people again, just gravitate to him. And he finds himself comfortable in situations. Are there going to be adjustments? Yes. Because I don't, he's not somebody like you look at somebody else at the top of the class. Like I think Caleb Williams wants the spotlight. He wants to be in it. Drake may accepts it and recognizes that by being a division one quarterback and now an NFL quarterback, that spotlight's going to be on him. And so he, he will lean into that, but he's not going to be somebody that, you know, uh, forgive me for referencing a different New York team, but he's not going to be like a Broadway Joe kind of character where he's just strutting about in a big fur coat or whatever. That's just not Drake may. But I do think that he will fit in wherever, whatever team it is that drafts him, including New York. He can 
like one of the things that's interesting, I, like I think about the New York media and just the attacks and, and the, th- the things that you deal with. Um, he has a way of answering those things honestly, but also like hearing the things that he needs to hear while the things that are just dismissible, he's like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. You know, like, but in a healthy way where he still will make media and reporters feel honored in a healthy way. I have um, what I call a throwback, which is self-explanatory and a modern day player, a guy who's uh, maybe a little bit more involved with his brand, if you will. Sometimes they tend to, I don't want to say put football Second, Second, but you know where I'm getting at. I do. Where where does Drake fall on that scale? Is he is he more of a throwback, or is he more modern, or is he somewhere in between? I would say he's the former, with a little bit to in between, and I'll explain what I mean by that. Again, I'm going to go back to his heritage. He's somebody that is a student of this game and just loves it, and that is what matters more than anything. For Drake May, he could put up 500 yards, six touchdowns, and rush for three. But if there's an L on the scoreboard or in, in, you know, in the record books, he's going to be pissed off. Drake, as long as his team wins, he doesn't care what his numbers and stats are. That, that's what matters to him. Um, you know, that, that comes from growing up under a dad who played. That comes from being around the game his whole life. Um, but he also is not somebody that is um, ignorant of, of the media world or, or what you have to do in a digital age to lean into it. It's not that he's putting that first. It's just that he's willing to do the things that a modern day athlete is called to do. So I, I wouldn't put him in a category of, you know, NIL first, media first, commercials first, and then football second. But he, he recognizes what comes with the territory and he willingly accepts those things. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of quarter one, 2024, validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC, is a registered broker-dealer. With the combine coming up, you know, obviously they call it the underwear Olympics, you know, because you're not <laughs> going to tell a whole lot about it. But that said, you know, quarterbacks are going to sit with GMs. They're going to look at tape. They're going to talk about, you know, you name it, or anything under the sun. What do you think in terms of the intangibles Drake needs mm-hmm. to convey to a team 
to to justify maybe a, fir- a high yeah. first round yeah. pick? That's a great question. Uh, first off, I think he will translate well in in interviews. He comes off well. It doesn't. Some people with that southern charm come off as phony or manipulative. You know what I mean? Like you're just putting on a front. With Drake, it does feel very authentic. He just is who he is. I think one thing he's going to have to answer for, Patricia, is tell me this, Drake. How come Carolina in both your years as the starting quarterback had phenomenal starts to the season and then tanked at the end of the year? Why did that happen? Answer me that. And he's going to be able to. That That's the truth of the matter. But the, he's going to need to be ready to answer things like that because because that is a thing. Uh, never beat NC state one of, you know, in football, you know, everyone knows the Duke Carolina rivalry in basketball, right? In football, it's really more North Carolina and NC state had one year of a game at home, one year of a game away, didn't win either one of them. Um, so he's going to have to be ready and able to answer for those things. Um, he's going to need to be able to answer, like, what are you doing to, to clean up any of the mechanical things that you are still kind of raw in and growing? Um, and then in, in terms of other intangibles of like football IQ or just human IQ, I, he's going to pass those things with flying colors. What concerns, though, do you think GMs might have about him other than, you know, some of the deficiencies we've already talked about? Is there anything else that comes to mind that may knock his stock down? Because I did see something where may, he might slide down the board. I, I don't know how you know accurate that is, but yep. the feeling is, is he's kind of sliding down the board a little bit. Yeah, I've seen that as well, Patricia, where it's like um, like one of the things I've heard quite a bit recently is if if a couple weeks ago, even as recently, people were thinking like, hey, Caleb Williams and Drake May 1A and 1B. Uh It feels like there's a little bit of separation now and maybe Drake's more in a tier with Jaden Daniels. And I've even seen Jaden Daniels flip flop where where Drake is down to third QB off the board. Um, So really curious to see what happens as we continue to go through this process. Um, if, if he were to slip, the reason for that in my mind would be the late, I just mentioned it, but the late season things that, that have befallen Carolina. Now, to be fair, a lot of that is that Carolina's defense has just been porous the last two years. Uh, I mean, this is something I have to sit down and watch literally every Saturday, right. Um, and talk about in between. Drake's role has been like, if we want to win football games, we've got to basically outscore everyone that is taxing on anyone. But that said, there have been moments when he's tried to make up for that in these losing efforts by maybe forcing a pass by maybe making a play that he otherwise wouldn't have um, if things were going better or if he trusted his defense more. Now, obviously, at the NFL level, he's going to have more often than not, a more capable defense. And he's not going to have to do those things. But like, I, I think that might be part of it is why didn't your team ever win a bowl game? Why didn't your team, you know, like you, you just start to ask some of those questions. Okay. Fair questions. I'm sure. <laughs> um, do you feel that Drake may can be a day one starter? If, if he, you know, comes in as a first round picker, does he need some seasoning? Maybe needs to sit a little bit for, you know, behind a veteran. I'll say it this way. If he comes in and needs to be the day one starter, he will be able to, and he will make some good plays. He's going to have rookie moments, of course, but as anyone, I think he would benefit from sitting and learning behind someone for, you know, whether it's like, all right, we brought in a veteran for you to study under. They're going to start the first 10 games or whatever. And then you're in, or whether it's like, look, we want you to sit behind quarterback X for a season. And then year two, it's your, you, you got the keys, right? Um, 
but he's the kind of guy, like, like I said, he was not named North Carolina's QB one until literally game week of his first year as the starter. And from the get go, like I, I vividly remember in my live postcast after that first game saying, look, I know it's way too early to have this conversation, but Drake May's about to put up Heisman type numbers this season for a Carolina team that we didn't know who or what they would be. And then he proceeded to do that for three quarters of the season before things tanked at the end. Um, and so he's going to be like, he will do whatever he needs to do to be ready to go. If that's the, um, um, the team that he comes into is like, all right, look, you're the guy day one. We need you ready. He will do everything he has to do to get there. But I think, especially going back to his youth being 21 years old, he would be in a better position to be able to sit and learn for a little bit. And he's somebody that like, cause you also Patricia, you see those situations where you get a guy called to do that, to come in and sit behind whether uh, you know, it's, Jordan Love coming behind Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Rodgers coming behind Brett Favre where it's like, you just know they're over there bristling on the sideline like, when's my turn and getting all feisty? Drake May, that would not be his um, temperament. He would gladly like follow that quarterback around like a puppy dog soaping, soaking up everything that he could. And when his number's called, he'd be ready to go. We saw that at North Carolina. He His first year starting, he was a redshirt freshman. The year before, he had sat behind Sam Howell um, and just took in everything he possibly could. And that's part of what made him ready to go on day one of his redshirt freshman year. Final question for you, Isaac. What is something known about Drake that's very well discussed down in the North Carolina you know, mm-hmm. community that maybe isn't making its way out so much to the national uh, you know, scope, yeah. if you will, something that's really important, you think? Drake May is a family man. There are, and and I mean that both in terms of blood family and locker room family. And I think that's something that's in a, in a day and age, we're going back to what you asked about throwback or modern day man about town kind of thing in a day and age where the man about town is the norm. Drake may will do everything possible to put his guys in the position to win and to do what they need to do. Uh, here's a great example. There's a famous restaurant on, uh, on Franklin street, which is like the main drag in Chapel Hill, North Carolina through campus Drake and his center the past couple of years have literally gone to eat breakfast there every week to just build their relationship, grow their bond and, and be guys together. Um, and that like, it's, and it's not for the cameras. It's not for, it's just like, I need to know the man whose hands I'm putting, <laughs> whose legs I'm putting my hands under every day and have this cool relationship. And it's like, that that is what he wants and needs in his life. And I think even at the, in an NFL locker room, he's going to find ways to do that in a healthy way. Um, but also he's going to have guys come be part of his family. And I mean that by his blood family. And I know it's a business and I know it's different, but that's who he is at his core. Sounds like a really good guy. He is. He really is. Need a lot more of those, I think, in, in the NFL. I mean, there's a lot of them as it is, but, you know, you, they never get the attention they deserve, I guess. Yeah. And and Drake wouldn't want that spotlight and wouldn't think he deserves it. But, man, he's somebody that does. He, he's somebody that we need to celebrate because he really is one of the good ones. 
Well, Isaac, listen, I appreciate all the intel. Learned a lot about Drake May and and certainly sounds like he could be a giant. You know, he certainly has the, the temperament and what they look for, you know, in a quarterback. If yeah. the Giants, of course, decide to go that route. If Drake May falls to them, we don't know. I mean, still kind of early, but uh, we do appreciate you coming on with all the details. Folks, he is Isaac Shade. He is the host of Locked on Tar Heels. Please check out his show as well as all our college host shows. We've got a host for just about every college program out there. They do such a good job, and they don't just cover football. They cover basketball, baseball, recruiting, All year long, they are at it, and they do a fantastic job. And without them, we at the NFL Network, the the, the, uh, Lock on NFL Network, what would we do without them? Because they are the ones who are going to talk to us about the trap picks and everything. So anyway, thank you for tuning in to the Lock on Giants podcast. For Isaac Shade, I'm Patricia Trainer, Giant fans. We'll see you again tomorrow.